Microsoft has finally announced that they will be pulling support for Internet Explorer 11, which is the latest version of their old web browser. Support will stop from August 17th next year, and they will also be pulling support from some of their services like Microsoft Teams, Office 365, things like that, from as early as November 30th. Which basically means that if your Office IT team still tells you to use Internet Explorer, they have to stop. We'll see if they do, but at least Microsoft wants everybody to stop. It's been a good ride for Internet Explorer, of course, but the platform was pretty much dead years ago. Google Chrome had taken up most of the market. Microsoft itself has moved to Edge, which is the Chromium-based browser. A Chromium-based browser basically means it's built on the same open-source software as Google Chrome, and it works much better on current Windows devices. Internet Explorer is a thing of the past. It was way too slow. We have all seen the memes around how slow Internet Explorer is. So yes, it's about time we say goodbye to it forever. Anyway. We have to talk about Facebook this week. A Wall Street Journal expose this weekend has put Facebook in a PR nightmare in India. And again, it's about time. The story alleges that Facebook's policy chief in India, Ankita, told its moderation teams to not take down content from BJP MLA T Raja Singh even though its teams had designated it as hate speech. Now this is the first time that this whole debate has really come to India even though it has been brewing in the west for a while. And what it really shows us is why Facebook has become a menace for so many people. And honestly it seems like every time Facebook says that they take moderation seriously, they take hate speech, violent content seriously, something just shows us that they really don't and it's all just empty words. For those of you who have read the story I wrote in February about moderators in India, it seemed very clear to me that there are no real standards in how moderators are hired. For example, I spoke to one who is a biotechnology student. I spoke to another who was a literature student. I spoke to another who was an engineering student. It it doesn't make sense. Social media moderators in India are often just out of college and To its credit Facebook does have a trust and safety team inside which is much more mature. But what the WSJ story shows is that the company's own interests are affecting how it polices content on the platform. 
In fact, I spoke to some political social media consultants over the past week and they said that content takedown is sort of a non-issue for most of them. They're, of course, insulated from the fact that Facebook can be siding with a party, but it doesn't matter to them either. In fact, one of these people told me that for every time you and I can report a post, the number of likes and shares on it will be much higher. What you have to understand here is that any platform, not just Facebook, is really dependent on two things for moderation. A. How often are you and I reporting content? And B. Their AI algorithms. Now, when you and I report content, it can't just be one person. It has to be a lot of people who report the same content and then it really goes to the next levels. And there are multiple layers. So even when a moderator looks at content, it's multiple moderators. Sometimes it's escalated to the trust and safety team and a very senior public policy professional from the social media space told me that public policy teams are consulted often when it comes to politicians. Now, politicians and public personas do get special preference, special treatment on every platform. And it's not wrong. They are personalities, so they do have certain requirements, certain rights, so to speak, that others do not. But there are problems with that. For example, Facebook doesn't allow fact-checking of politicians' speeches and opinions because it thinks that it will be an infringement of free speech. And Facebook may actually be right in this, except that it's hard to ignore the fact that many politicians are openly flouting this rule. Mark Zuckerberg himself, in a Facebook town hall recently, had used BJP leader Kapil Mishra's speech during the CAA protests as an example of content that should be taken down. Now, to many, this seemed to mean that Facebook does take India seriously. But here we are, barely a month later, with an example of how it flouts its own norms in India too. And there are many such examples of that in the US already. And a big problem in all this, and this was pointed out to me by another big social media expert, is that India is a DAO and Mao farm. DAO stands for daily active users, Mao stands for monthly active users. And these two are very important metrics for any platform. But for all the users that we can give to a platform, we don't really make them much money. The idea is that someday this country will make them money, but it's not today. And that's true for not just Facebook, but pretty much any platform. As a result, often things become lax in India, not because they really want to, but it's because our culture is a little different. For example, we don't have cancel culture here. We don't just cancel things easily. Facebook has basically become the poster boy for all of this because they're by far the biggest and their vested interests in countries and politics is much more than anybody else. Also, if you look at Twitter, they have actively policed politicians. They've even labeled posts from US President Donald Trump, whereas Facebook deliberated on it for a long time and only did it after massive protests from users. In fact, even in the WSJ story, Facebook told them that any individual political views do not affect how it polices content, how it takes down hate speech. 
but they are still deliberating on this particular content and this deliberation seems to have become a problem for facebook because every time something comes up it seems like the company says we are thinking about this we are really seriously thinking about this except that by the time they actually think it's been so long that it probably doesn't matter anymore of course there is the greater good idea here that at least for the short term it might be a problem but we should make the right decision for the long term but when these things keep coming up again and again you start realizing that facebook probably isn't making the right decisions and this all could be just eyewash in fact my colleague abhijit spoke to noted cyber lawyer pawan duggal recently and he said that these platforms have been hiding behind the protection offered to intermediaries they don't legally have to take down content unless they get a court order or an order from another authority which means that if you and i report content it doesn't necessarily mean that facebook has to take it down now when was the last time you remember an authority asking for a politician's post to be taken down especially in india now to its credit facebook does have some rules and guidelines that people must follow except that you and i are those people and evidently public personas will be exempt from it as long as facebook has vested interests in it the company has repeated again and again that it doesn't let its vested interest affect it but there's a very unique problem here every company to date has pandered to a government because they have to do business they don't like to anger politicians they don't like to anger those in power and it's sort of the way of the world it it's not just in india it happens everywhere except that most companies that say make bikes and you know buildings and all they don't impinge on our free speech facebook has the power to do that and don't get me wrong while we may just be dow and mao farms dows and maos surely add to the valuation of a company facebook probably would not be the billions and trillions of dollars worth it is if it didn't have so many users and of the billions of users india is one of the biggest markets for facebook outside us so where i'm going with all of this is that yes it's very easy to call out facebook and say hey facebook's doing wrong everything about facebook is wrong and i have done it too but there is responsibility for us to take as well every time issues have come up in the us there has been widespread unrest politicians have had to take notice government has had to take notice laws have had to be formed but that doesn't happen in india even after the wsg story there hasn't been widespread unrest yet yes some people have talked about it yes many experts have admonished facebook facebook's own employees in the us and some in india have written an open letter internally expressing their disappointment but when the donald trump issue had happened in the us employees had openly walked out of facebook the wsg story could actually be a boon for india because what's missing in this country are campaigns like stop hate for profit that started after the black lives matter protests in the us where big companies worldwide have openly said that they will boycott facebook and not advertise on facebook which directly hits the company's revenues 
There's also delete Facebook, which had happened in the US and other Western countries earlier, where people actually deleted their Facebook account. But none of those really made it to India. Yes, there have been people who have deleted their accounts, me included. But it always seems like, why does it matter? Out of the billions of people, if I do it, why does it matter? Your voice matters because Facebook has shown one thing again and again, that when there is widespread user unrest, they do take notice, at least to some extent. Sure, we keep coming back to this again and again. But imagine if their biggest Dow and Mao farm goes against them, they will have to have to take notice. Okay, so we've covered two out of the five big tech companies in the world. Let's go to a third. Apple is now a $2 trillion company. And that's huge because the entire world is going through a pandemic. There's a global recession happening. A lot of big players have been losing money. But it seems like Apple is just immune to all of this. It just shows you how future-proof this company is. In fact, a lot of you may not know that Apple grew by 5% year-on-year in this quarter. And I know 5% sounds like nothing. And Apple's market share in India is just about 2% still. But for a company that exclusively sells expensive phones, that's actually a big growth during a pandemic year where pretty much everybody else has suffered. Samsung and Apple have been the two big winners and Apple's growth has come on the back of the iPhone SE 2020, which seems to be something that many Indians have liked. Now, the company has plans to manufacture in India and all of that, but that probably does not mean that it will lower its prices. The prices are a big part of Apple's brand, so they won't just make such a decision uh, because they need more sales. But you must see how important India has also become to Apple now. Uh, Just a few short years ago, we probably wouldn't have expected something like a HomePod to be sold in India. The HomePod is Apple's smart speaker. But here we are in 2020, Apple sells a HomePod in India. They sell a 16-inch MacBook, which costs over a lakh. They sell all their 1 lakh plus iPhones in India and every iPhone for that matter. They sell every MacBook in India. They sell the Macs in India. They've pretty much tried to increase their product portfolio as much as they can. The expectation for Apple probably will be that India will be a big part of its next trillion dollars. But you never know, this country still has a ways to go in terms of buying iPhones. They still do remain uh, inaccessible for most people. But evidently people are buying more iPhones in India as well. Good for you guys, I don't have the money for that. So that's it for today. Tell me what you want me to cover. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. Or you can write to me at podcastsitsinthesuntimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.